from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Jeremy Harrell. You voted to make America great again. Morning, everybody. How are you doing? It is Monday morning, and it's probably my favorite show other than a Friday evening. Because we have so much stuff to talk about. So many things happened this weekend. We had turning points. We had uh, President Trump's speech at turning points last week. We had President Trump's rally. We had uh, you know people getting booed off stages. We had hundreds of thousands of people in the streets of all different countries. From France to Australia to Great Britain to Greece. There is a lot, a lot to go over. Today is Monday... Year of our Lord, it is July 26, 2021, and I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, but God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, fresh off of my three-day weekend with my wife, first getaway in three years. I have gotten all the R&R that I need, and I am ready. Ladies and gentlemen, I am ready for Live from America, and I hope you are too. Somebody just said, partly cloudy company just notified me that my t-shirts are on the way. Yes, they are. And make sure, ladies and gentlemen, we have five days left for you to uh, order through the uh, online store at jeremyherald.com of t-shirts and coffee cups. Uh, you get a 20% off with the promo code LFA and 10% of your purchase will go to providing hope. And we'll talk about that a little bit more later, but let's go to social media and say hi to our Live from America family because it's been a few days since I've seen you all. Also, we are live on Roku as well, YouTube, and Rumble, and of course, all of the podcast outlets out there, including iHeartRadio. So let's say hello to uh, Arthur. Art and Anna, hello from West Texas. How you doing? Great to see you. Thank you very much for joining in. Uh, good morning, Live from America family. Christopher from Florida is joining in. Uh, Corn Pop is here, as always. Shout out to Corn Pop, dr- bring, bringing his dusty butt out of the basement. Claire says, good morning, Patriots, and good morning, Jeremy. Good morning to you, Claire. Um, unfortunately, I'll be watching Wednesday from my hospital room, says JP Mom 39 Well, we will all pray for you, and uh, we know that you'll come through just fine, and we'll... Uh, We'll be um, waiting to hear how everything went for you. Uh, someone says, glad you're back. Well, I'm glad I'm back, too. Gerard from Pennsylvania is in the building. Heels Gal says, rumble, slurp, repeat. North Carolina is in the building. Julie from Arizona. we got a lot to talk about from Arizona. We've got Kara from Rival Designs, ladies and gentlemen. Not Revival Designs. Rival Designs. Kara, who sent me the... Nobody cares button um thank you very much which started the button frenzy here and now i got buttons all over the place and it's uh it's great to have them actually i really love them bargain queen is watching and we've got ba peters 72 barb actually from virginia she says good morning jeremy and friends and good morning patriots deb yokum from mountain city Tennessee. Shout out to Deb. Love you. Thank you so very much. And I always look forward to you joining in. Carla Reynolds says, look like you had an awesome weekend. I did. I did. And Claire says, Jeremy, your wife is gorgeous. I definitely married up. Let's shoot over to YouTube and see. CQ Lime says, good morning. Need prayers for my children, please. Thank you. Well, we will definitely keep 
all of the Life from America uh, family and their immediate families in prayer at all times. Thomas Hamaker, Brenda Hines says, long weekend without you. Hope you had a great time with your wife. I definitely did. And her and I really got to uh, reconnect. We, we got to go from mom and dad to Jeremy and Sabrina for the first time in almost three years. It was truly incredible. Uh, Trisha Battledyke says, good morning from upstate New York. Larry Riha is in the building, says, good morning, sir. Good morning to you, Larry. Uh, Jim Miller Schultz says, Jim from Arkansas in the house. Chris Chikwa is also here in the building. Charlene Millette says, thank you. And Jason Brichachek says, top of the morning, hip-hop patriot. God bless you, man. I appreciate that. Mark, Jeremy, did you get my email? I have not. I have not checked email in a few days other than to see a few notifications that came across my way. But I definitely will make some time uh, for that today. So thank you very much. Folks, we already have about 3,500 people watching on just the two social media platforms alone. And of course, we got hundreds of people watching on Roku as well. I want to thank you and ask you to share this video out. You can email it. You can copy the link. You can post it on your Facebook profiles, which I assume that most of you have either already gotten rid of, maybe, or you will soon be getting rid of from what I hear. Um, and make sure that everybody is aware that Live from America is live. I also want to thank the following people for your monthly donations that i seen come across in those notifi notifications that I was just talking about. Daniel O'Neill, Mary Maples, thank you both Daniel and Mary very, very much. Also Jeanette Mayer, Patricia Carney, Sheena Rodriguez, and Sonja Tarver. Thank you so very much for helping fund Live from America. And there's many, many others who do the same thing. A lot of people uh, uh, aren't monthly donors. They're just one-time donors. But you know what? Every little bit, every red penny helps move Live from America forward. And I want to let you know that every dollar that you send goes directly towards the growth and the main and maintaining life from America, every single dollar, and it's allowed us to be able to put together a nice little bank so that we have a nice budget to move into a new studio to bring in, you know, a higher profile guest. Sometimes, sometimes if we want to have a guest, they might even uh, if uh, say if we want to have them in the new studio, we might uh, help pay for them to get here to have them in the studio with us. However, we'll try to keep the uh, the budget low and bring them in virtually through Zoom or whatever. Um, I also want to talk quickly before we get into uh, turning our attention towards God and the Lord. I want to talk quickly about my uh, a, a few things that happened to me and my wife, my wife and I, while we were gone this weekend. So we were leaving our hotel room on Saturday morning to, to start the day. And as we left, um, we walked by a guy in the streets who was handing out pamphlets. And of course, when you go to a beach or a vacation destination you have a lot of these people including street former street performers or or, or or you know whoever else uh and in new hampshire um you don't have to have a permit or anything like that to be on the streets in public doing anything and you can do you know whatever you want on the sidewalks in front of businesses whatever and uh we came across this guy who had like a like a black apron on and on the apron on the front of the apron it said uh it showed like your phone like when somebody's calling where you can uh, answer or ignore it showed a picture of that, but it said Jesus is calling, and it had an answer or an ignore button. And uh, we seen him from a distance, and we seen him trying to hand out pamphlets to people. And uh, of course, we didn't know until we got up close to him what his what his sh uh, his shirt read. But we seen him from a distance trying to hand people uh, pamphlets, and people were not only just declining the pamphlets, but they were being extremely rude in the process, like ah. Uh, 
no, laughing and stuff like that. So we got up to him, and we didn't know what he was, until we got up to him, you know, what he was exactly doing. And uh, as we walked up to him, he said, um, excuse me, guys, would you, uh, would you like to take a second and, and, and maybe uh, receive a pamphlet? Um, Jesus Christ is calling, your Lord and Savior is calling, and he would like, you know, for you to receive uh, his word. And I stopped, and I, you know, I went just like this. I said, well, God bless you, man. God bless you for being out here doing this. You know, this is extremely hard. I want to thank you so very much. Took his pamphlet, and he asked my wife, would you like a pamphlet too? She said yes, and we thanked him for, for what he was doing and, and on our way. Now, later, as we got down the road, we were probably a half mile down the road at this time, my wife said, oh, you know what? We should have prayed with him. And I said, oh. That was a perfect opportunity for other people around us to see a couple actually stop and pray with him because courage is contagious, right? A lot of the people that were walking by him denying the pamphlets were probably probably believed in God, but were too afraid to do it in public. We see that a lot. We know that happens a lot. So I I really 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 wish that we would have um, that we would have uh, stopped and prayed with him. But we did acknowledge, you know, that he was there. We said thank you. We took the pamphlets. Now the pamphlets actually happened to be from Living Waters. With Living Waters is Ray Comfort and Kirk Cameron. So I was very, very familiar with the pamphlet he gave out because Ray gives these pamphlets out on the streets as well. Um, and my wife said, as we kept walking, she said, man, that must be incredibly hard. And I said, like anything else, hard until you do it, until you get the courage to do it. And then I don't think it's that hard anymore. Then I think it's a blessing. I think you can't wait to put on that Jesus is calling, you know, uh, shirt that he was wearing and get out there and and profess your love for the Lord and try to spread seeds of the gospel. And I just want to say it was incredible. It was probably one of the highlights of our trip, to be honest with you. Even though all the fun stuff we did, that right there gave me so much hope and so much I felt so much love and I felt the Lord's presence there with us on vacation and I took it as Jesus was actually talking. That was a that was an opportunity for Jesus to talk to us and us to talk to Jesus through this gentleman and same opportunity for him. Same opportunity for him. So uh, it's just incredible to see people out there doing this. Again, like I said last week, I have not seen so many people turn towards God in my entire lifetime. However, on the flip side of that, I've also not seen so many people hate the Word of God and the Gospel and actively go at it, which we'll talk about today on today's show as well. But either way, folks, we had a great time. We saw we saw live music, uh, unmasked people, obviously, in New Hampshire, live free or die, Unmasked people, American flags everywhere, um, you know, fireworks going off, people in love, people having a great time. The only thing that I seen that was missing from 95% of these people's lives was Jesus. They were having fun in the flesh. They were having fun with their, with their loved ones and their children and, uh, and many others. However, you could see the absence of Jesus in their life. And you could see it by the way their demeanor was, because I used to have the same demeanor. You could see it in the way they spoke. I spoke the same way. You could see it in the way they reacted to other people's uh, gestures or, or you know, accidents like people bumping into each other and people getting actually rude. You could see it in people's honking the horn and screaming at people. And it was just, you could see the lack of Jesus out there. And um, I think we need to turn up the heat, folks. As, as children of God, as brothers and sisters in Christ, I think we need to turn up the heat. JP Mom says, you should have stopped and prayed with him. I think others would have joined in. You're 100% right. You are 1,000% right. And I really wish uh, my wife would have said that while we were there because I didn't even think about doing that. Um, and Vegetarian on Rumble says, my best friend is an atheist. So hard for me. Well, my best friend is too. However, he's starting to come around. 
He's starting to come around after all these years. So, you know, just keep at it. Keep spreading those seeds on the ground. And God, uh, eventually, will uh, will water that seed when it's his time. Okay? Uh, Chris says, you are not kidding there, Jeremy. I got my face pummeled for the, wor- for the word last Thursday. It's real and it's gut-wrenching. Well, I want to thank you for your courage. And I want to say I'm sorry for what happened to you. But... Um, it's pretty intense right now in this world when it comes to the gospel. And the devil is trying his hardest to fight against that. Which brings me, folks, to the newsletter of the day. I would like to read that to you now. If you, uh, I want to say, first of all, I apologize for not getting a newsletter to you on Friday. However, that morning my wife, were, my wife and I were actively all morning trying to get ready to leave. And we still forgot about 100 things. We still forgot about 100 things. Um, so uh, I really wanted to... Uh, to touch on the new on 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 what we experienced with the devil being everywhere this weekend, um, and how he's actively using everything he can to try to tear you away from the Word of God. So the the newsletter this morning I titled this: um, "The Devil is Literally Everywhere You Look." He's everywhere you look. Now, while he's not omnipotent like God, and he can be everywhere at once. The devil and his demons and his minions are everywhere. Literally everywhere you look on this planet right now. So the verse of the day came from 1 Peter 5.8, which says this, Stay alert. And it has an exclamation point behind that. So that is a very, very uh, bold action item statement to make in this verse. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And I can tell you from experience both on that side of the field and on this side of the field that his appetite is never, ever, ever satisfied. When he's looking to devour you, he's looking to devour you and everything that comes with you and everyone around you every day of your life. He is a stalker. He is a creeper. He comes up behind you like the sniffer and thief. And he comes up behind you and sniffs you. Comes up behind you and smells you. Comes up behind you and tries to take you down at every step. And this is what I wrote. When was the last time you saw a commercial that turned your path towards Jesus? When was the last time a large video game company made a Christian-based video game? When was the last time you saw any big tech company promote Christianity? Even Google won't celebrate Easter on their home page or Christmas. There is a massive calculated effort worldwide to destroy the name of Jesus. You have probably noticed that there isn't the same effort to eradicate Islam and their prophet Muhammad. You've probably noticed that there isn't a 24-7 campaign to get rid of Buddha or any other god or religion. The reason is because Jesus is the king of kings. The God of Abraham is the one and only real God. Jesus is our Lord and Savior. There is no need to attack gods that don't exist. So the devil knows this, and much like God, he is everywhere on this planet at once. I should have put in parentheses there, his his, uh, demons and dominions are everywhere because devil can't be everywhere like God can. So I made a quick mistake there. Um... He is uh, the only place he cannot dwell unless you let him is your heart. So he uses TV, he uses politician, he uses kings, he uses dictators, social media, billboards, magazine, 
telephone apps, and other things that he can to get into your life and divide you from the word of God. He is very smart, he is very cunning, and he is very sneaky. He knows exactly what your flesh desires. He knows exactly how to get your attention. He will give you false hope and ideas that he makes you think are your ideas, but they're really his. Much like he did to Adam and Eve at the beginning of our creation. You have to keep your guard up or he will creep up on you without you even noticing until it's too late. There is one way and one way only to keep him away at all times, and that's the gospel. Reading the gospel daily, emerging yourself into the word of God, and opening your mind, body, and soul to, the, to God's grace and mercy every day will keep the devil far, far away, and will keep you on the path God set before you. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, folks, there is no breakfast unless there's Bible, and there is no bed unless there is Bible. You have to immerse yourself into the Word of God daily in order to keep this evil away or else it will creep upon you, like I said, without you even knowing it. It happens to me all the time. So we need to keep that in mind. We need to practice that. We need to put that into motion every single day. Amen? All right. Um... It says here, did you try YouTube again? I was able to pull up LFA, no dark screen. So it looks like some people are having a hard time finding this on, on, on social media. I apologize for that. And uh, American Girl Fighting says the CDC acknowledges that the PCR tests give false positives. All the vaccine hype and lockdowns and quarantines are crap. And I agree with you. And I agree with you. And they were putting flu cases into COVID when they were had that ticker up on CNN. Most of those were flu, flu cases, and we know that. Um, Nancy says, I am stronger towards the Lord because of you. I lost the faith of Jesus in 2010. Not because of me, because of God. I'm just an, I'm just the guy he's using. And I thank you so very much for sharing that with me. God bless you. Thank you. Um, wait, what do you mean Satan can't be everywhere? He is everywhere and we have to fight him each and every day. I mean, he's, I said he was everywhere in the verse. I said he was everywhere, but he's not omnipotent like God. So he can't be everywhere at once. His evil and his demons and the people that he uses and the, and, the, and the demons that he uses are everywhere. Okay, His deceit and his evil is everywhere. But, much like, but unlike God, he cannot be everywhere at once. He's just a fallen angel. He's not God himself. That's what I meant by that. Okay, uh, let's, um, let's get into the Lord's Prayer, ladies and gentlemen. And then we can start live from America. So please, let's cap off this wonderful beginning of the show saying the Lord's Prayer. So remove your hats, put down your coffees, set aside any kind of anxiety or stress, and let's say it out loud together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. And now, folks, it is time. It's time to go through the craziness, which is politics, not only in the United States, but in our world, because the globalists are trying to make us all one, and they don't want borders separating anybody. You know, the Bible even said nations go to war against nations, which would... 
I would think nations would mean you'd have a border in order to have a nations, so it's not racist or wrong or evil to not, I mean, to have borders um, like the left would like you to believe. It definitely would not. Um, but let's talk about the left for a minute. First and foremost section of today, the left-wing party of this country and the world are in full fascism mode. Now, before I go any further, I remember when I used to work for... Um, I was a general manager for a craft distillery. And the head distiller and his wife were major, major left-wing, far left-wing Vermont liberals. One day, the, the, the head distiller and I, who got along great, by the way, I think he's a great individual, I think he's a wonderful human being, except for the fact that he's a far left-wing nut job, okay? Well, his wife had sent him in with a pamphlet to give to me. Now, this was in 2016, and it said um, how to identify that you are a fascist because I was for Donald Trump. This was before he got elected. I took so much offense to that that I literally laughed, ripped it up, and threw it in the garbage right in front of them, okay? Or right in front of him, I should say. I would love now to go back to those people, which I probably won't, but I would love the opportunity to go back to those people and say, who's the fascist now? Who is the fascist now? And what do I mean by the left wing and the left nut jobs globally are in full fascism mode? Well, from forced injections to visiting your house like brown shirts Nazis to censoring your opinions regardless of fact or science because they don't follow it to monitoring your text messages and many, many other things. Last week, last week, I reported that they will go full speed ahead with their plan to usher in communism by silencing their opposition, just like the Nazis did. It's in full, full swing now, as CNN and MSDNC know that the only way that they will survive as a news outlet, and I put that in quotes, by the way, the only way they're going to survive as a news outlet and continue to help the illegitimate Biden regime is if they can get rid of conservative media. That's it. So what they're trying to do now is they're trying to, they, they, they see an opportunity. So they're going to seize an opportunity. What do I mean by that? They see an opportunity to say that these news outlets, OAN, Real America's Voice News, yeah, I hate to say it, but even Fox News, Newsmax, and many, many others like smaller, you know, smaller, um, uh, influencers like Stu Peters, myself, David Harris Jr., many other, they're going to say, they've already done it on big tech with, with smaller guys, but with the bigger guys, they're going to say that they are a public health, um, uh, they're basically attack on public health, that they are a, a, a risk to public health. They're not just giving you news anymore. They're, they're, they're intentionally lying to you and they're killing people. This is their, their new way of trying to use the federal government to weaponize the federal government, which by the way gets all its power from us. They don't have any real power, but we've given it to them over the decades. So now they think they have it and they're using it on full display. Okay, they're going to get the federal government to try to shut down. They're going to get the FCC and the federal government to try to shut down all of these news organizations. And they're going to use, just like they used it for everything else to gain power and get rid of a legitimate president, COVID-19, the flu, to try to get rid of these folks. That's what they're going to use. And they're going to try and they're going to go full speed ahead and they don't even care anymore. So I'm going to play a video for you right now that actually proves exactly what I just said. Check this out. This is from our, 
I wouldn't say our friends, but uh, <laughs> this is from MSDNC. This is from Morning Joe. This is Mika herself actually calling, ladies and gentlemen, for, you know, these news organizations to be shut down because they're, quote, killing people. Check this out. The people who are unvaccinated and were followers of Donald Trump and followers of these Republicans and followers of Fox News and followers of Newsmax and followers of right wing garbage on Facebook are the ones who have chosen to believe the conspiracy theories and the bad information out there. And they are the ones going to the hospital and dying of COVID and spreading it around the country and keeping our country from being able to move forward out of mass wearing so what you guys didn't see on youtube right there is how that ended was that was showing the democrats from texas on a plane with no mask but do you see what they're doing you see the narrative now and it's not just happening there. It's on every single left-wing news station, newspaper, um, uh, small media outlets on social media. It's everywhere. They're following that same narrative. Now, I know you've all seen that, uh, that montage of uh, left-wing fake news where they start with one show, then they put another show on, then they put another show on, then they put another show on to where it looks like it's, you know... Um, uh, the, the Brady Bunch squares, but it's all news outlets, and they're all saying the exact same thing verbatim in, t- in time. Like, literally, the same exact words, the same exact cadence, and, and, and you could play, I think there was 20 or 30 different news outlets that were all saying the same exact thing, the same talking points. That's the same thing happening here. This is their effort to try to get rid of conservative talk shows, conservative media, for good, because if they silence their opposition, then they are truly, truly taking over the world. So I, again, circling back like Jen Psaki, to the people that called me a fascist, I would like to go to them now and say, who's the fascist now? Unfortunately, they're too stupid to actually admit the fact that their party is fascist. They're too stupid, too ignorant, too too brainwashed to get that. They would make up some stupid excuse, some dumb excuse that, that doesn't make sense, that has no, that holds no water in that argument, just to argue because they're too stupid to stop for a minute and go, wait a minute, you might have something there. Called President Trump a fascist. What did he do that was fascist? Please tell me. Please tell me who he tried to shut down. Please tell me who he tried to silence, except for taking it to the fake news media, who could, who was proven to be lying all the time. These folks are the fascists. The left has always been the fascists. Remember, we do it, but we point our fingers. So you have to know this, and you have to be able to take this, these facts of what they're trying to do, all the fascism regime-style things that they're trying to do, so the next time some liberal tries to argue with you, you can say, hmm, do you think silencing your opposition in the news is fascism? And if they say no, not if it's fake or false, well... That's your opinion. That's your opinion. Because half the other half of the other world would believe that you are lying or wrong. So just ask the question: Is it fascism to silence opposing opinions in the media? Regardless if you think what they're saying is wrong, is that is or not? Is that fascism? Is it fascism to go door to door and try to intimidate you or force you into taking something that you don't want to put in your body? Is that fascism? And if they say no, then they're truly stupid. 
and you have nothing else to say and walk away from them. Don't even have a conversation with them anymore because they're not intelligent enough to have an intelligent conversation. You tried. Let them fall. And it reminds me again, before we go to a quick break, of a couple that me and my wife, I should say my wife and I, met while we were on our mini little vacation this weekend. Met this great couple from Connecticut. I know, I know, it's Connecticut. Don't worry, they're great. There's still some great people from Connecticut. There's still some great people. Met this couple from Connecticut with kids. Went on a, a boat tour with them to see some islands uh, 10 miles off the coast of, of uh, Hampton Beach, New Hampshire. And the entire time, we were getting along great. We avoided talking about politics or anything. There was no discussion of that. We were talking to them before we left. We were talking with them on the boat. And we were talking with them when we got off the boat. And it was great. Great conversation between great people. Talking about kids, kids growing up, faces always trying to be in screens, how we get kids outside. I mean, it was just typical, everyday American conversation. Right? But then, right at the end, we had gotten off the boat, we were getting ready to leave, and one of them, I don't know how, but brought up the vaccines or masks or something. I think we just said how nice it is to be out here without masks. The wife of the couple said to me, I'm really sick of the lockdowns. We really need to make sure that it doesn't happen again. And she said, I'm just so sick and tired of the people, the anti-vaxxers. She's like, we need to just say, you know what? We're not locking down anymore. We're not putting on masks anymore. If you want to walk around unvaxxed and, and, and get sick and die, that's on you. And I looked at her and I said, you know what? I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. 100%. So you could tell that they were vaxxed. And I let them know that we weren't. It should be our choice if we want to walk around, get sick, and die, especially with a dang near 100% chance of survival. But this is how they think. And it also let me know that without talking about politics, because a virus is now political, we got along great as Americans. But that one divide divided us, and I didn't want nothing else to do with them. I didn't want nothing else to say. I didn't want, I was done right there. And I said, okay, baby, come on, have a great day. I shook their hands. I said, have a great time. Have a great time here in, in, in New Hampshire. And, and, and God bless you, and have a safe travel back to Connecticut. Go back to Connecticut. <laughs> so, oh. They can just get coronavirus and die. What, you mean get coronavirus and live? Fine. <laughs> you mean get coronavirus and barely know you have it? Yeah, I'll take the chances as well. Take the chances as well. Going to take a quick break from the news real quick, and we'll be right back more live from America right after this. Now, I want to go and talk to you guys here on social media. Lauren says, I knew the story was going this way. Again, we got along great, just like Americans always got along, until that was brought up, and you could tell how politicized this was. Uh, masks are back in Provincetown, Mass. The whole state is next, and probably you guys. Um, not me. <laughs> But you're probably right. Governor Sununu probably will try to follow that trend. But uh, the New Hampshireites, we're not, we're not doing it again. I can tell you that. Even the people that wore them will not wear them again. Not in that, not in that fashion anyway. Um, KatieCat81 on Rumble says, We're surrounded by crazy people. I agree a thousand percent. Uh, Kristen Donovan says, we're not all morons. <laughs> she must be from CT. No, nope, there are some good ones out there. You diffused them and boom, mic drop, just like Tucker. Exactly. Did you see that crazy guy walk up on Tucker this weekend? Wow. Unbelievable. Tucker handled that well, too. Although I would have laughed even, I wouldn't even even entertained a few seconds of conversation. I would have laughed the entire time. Um, 
Jen Zam says, we must have faith. God is in control. And JP Mom 39 says, nope, New Hampshire won't do it again. I agree. No, New Hampshireites are not doing it again. Everybody around us might want to, but we're not doing it again. Um, let's move over to YouTube real quick. Kelly Bruno says they're trying. Hold on, Kelly. I'm sorry I missed that. She says they're trying to mess this up again in St. Louis County, Missouri. Yep. Kelly Lynn said grandma killer. <laughs> CDC just said that COVID tests don't work and neither do masks. Exactly. Exactly. So... It is what it is. Um, I heard Lindell did a great speech in New Hampshire. I didn't even know Lindell was in New Hampshire, to be honest with you. That's how far detached I got from from the news and, and my job this weekend. So, Boy, we have about 6,400 people watching on Rumble right now. Let's see if you guys can be false, force multipliers and get that up to 7,000 for me real quick as we come back from this break. And make sure you reach down and click that Rumble plus sign. And if you're on YouTube, click that like sign for me as well. We're almost to 7,000, folks. All right, back here on Live from America from the Live Free or Die state of New Hampshire. This is uh, Live from America, and I'm Jeremy Harrell. We're going to go ahead and give the first dumb, dumb award today. And if you're watching the show for the first time, yes, we throw candy like petulant children, and we give dumb, dumb awards to people who are truly acting dumb, Republican or Democrat. But unfortunately for the Democrats and CNN, CNN gets the dumb, dumb award of the day today. So we're going to throw that in that swamp donkey, swamp donkey bucket right there. And why does CNN get the Swamp Donkey Award dum-dum of the day today? Well, because they thought that their town hall with the sniffer and thief would actually garner the 81 million people to come out from underneath their swamp moss disgusting rocks and give, their, give the guy that they voted for a little bit of support. If we hold a town hall with mumbling, stumbling, Joe Biden, we might. We might just bring out those 81 plus million people that supposedly voted for him. And wrong because... Nobody cares. And what I mean by that is... MSDNC and Fox News during that town hall destroyed. Destroyed. CNN's ratings. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Not only did your sniffer and thief, Beijing Biden, why can't I fill an auditorium? Not only did you not fill the auditorium, Joe, but you didn't even have half of the auditorium filled. You and Don Lamont were in a woke-topia stage all in your own. You were admiring each other, stuttering and lying and thieving and sniffing and, uh, and, 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 you were, and you were calling the world racist, and it was all in your own little bubble, because nobody cares. And all the world heard was, you got destroyed. Where's your voters, Joe? I ask this every week. Where are you? Where are the voters that voted for you? They are non-existent. They're non-existent. 80 million people, where are they? You got destroyed by MSB, MSDNC. I can't even call them what the real name is anymore because I'm so used to saying that. You got destroyed by... Now, it's, 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 it's... I understand if you get destroyed by Fox News because you always do. But to get destroyed by MSDNC at the same hour as you're holding a town hall with bumbling Biden, that's bad. 
And it's further proof that you did not get 80 million votes. It's further proof that the country is not behind you. And it's further proof that CNN is trying to prop you up like Weekend at Bernie's. They should make a new movie. They should remake that movie and call it Weekend at Biden's. Flopping them around, holding them up. Somebody should take that, somebody who's a good uh, video editor should take that movie and put Biden's head on it and make a compilation of, of, of the worst parts of that movie where they're trying to keep this guy alive. That is Beijing Biden. You got destroyed by MSDNC. Woo! Woo! Now, let's compare that with President Trump's crowd. Okay, now I have a picture to show you here. Couldn't wait to show this picture to everybody. So let's, uh, let's, ooh, do I, do I, go? oh, here we go. Yep, here it is. So let me show you a picture, folks. This is President Donald J. Trump's crowd compared to the Sniffer and Thieves crowd. And let's just see who actually got 81 million votes, shall we? Let's scroll down here. All right, here is a picture for all of those who are watching on Rumble and who can see this. Here's a picture of Beijing Biden's town hall. We saw this last week, right? Hardly anybody there, because nobody cares. Uh, nobody there. You got Don Lamont up there. You got a few cameras here, and you got about, I don't know, maybe 100, 150 people in this little auditorium. Okay? Now let's scroll down to President Trump's. There was the crowd for President Trump. Tell me who got 81 million votes again. Now, I know that most of you that are watching this have seen this, but here we go. Let's show it again. Biden. Trump. The proof is in the pudding, folks. Folks, folks, folks. The proof is in the pudding. Bing. Pudding. Pudding. Tom Thomas. Um, uh, I'm malfunctioning. The proof is in the pudding, folks. Okay? Massive crowds for President Trump, just like from 2016 all the way through 2020, and Joe Biden couldn't even fill an auditorium that we could fill on the Save America Freedom Tour. And, and and Biden and his administration will tell you, oh, it's all on purpose. Oh, we're doing that on purpose. We're trying to limit, literally limit the amount of people that come, just like the little circles in the grass. We're trying to limit the people for COVID. See how they use COVID for everything? They use COVID for the election. They use COVID to silence you on social media. They use COVID to try to get rid of their opposition. They use COVID for, for the size of everything is COVID's fault, right? Right? If Nancy Pelosi's left side of her face fell down to the floor because she took off of her mask, she'd blame it on COVID. Oh, it's COVID's fault. It's COVID's fault. They use COVID for everything. I tell you. Fact of the matter is, folks, you can't. You can't. Uh, the proof is in the pudding, and you can't. Uh, you can't tell me that that guy got 81 million votes without even looking at the votes, without looking at Mike Lindell's. Um, facts about what he's been researching and and putting together without even looking at the low-hanging fruit which is like you know going around the state legislatures the mail-in ballots for days and days you don't even have to don't even have to talk about any of that just show me the support the physical support for biden and show me the physical support for donald trump and then i'll decide that's all you got to do they're nothing but losers folks they're nothing but losers and guess what cheaters and cheaters never win we've been learning that since i don't know been learning that since the beginning of time. And speaking of losers, let's quick talk about the Olympics. Let's talk about the Olympics real quick, and we'll come right back to this in a minute, but I just thought about that. I do not relish and love, I do not love the fact that the United States of America is being laughed at globally in the Olympics right now. I don't love that. I think that's that sucks. It's an embarrassment to me and all of you. 
and the future generations of America. However, go woke, go broke, and I'm all for that. You want to take a knee, you want to dye your hair purple and pretend that you're some hero and turn your back to the American flag, you want to, uh, um, uh, you know, praise China and praise the CCP and meanwhile call America the country that sent you there racist and, 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 and intolerant and bigot and bigot and all that, well, guess what? You lose. This is the first time in how many years that the United States have not won a single medal on day one. Their basketball team loses to France. Are you kidding me? Their soccer team loses. The only team that's out there that I would put any kind of support behind is the women's baseball team, softball team. They're the only American-loving people out there. But the first day of the Olympics, guess what? We don't take a medal. We don't take a medal. And I won't watch it. I know you all aren't watching it. They're experienced in like a 33-year low in viewership. Nobody cares. They don't have crowds because of COVID, right? Because of COVID, they don't have crowds. Nobody's watching them on TV. America's losing all over the place. We lose, we not only lose in our sports, but we lose when we have conferences with other countries because Biden is such a weak, feeble, feckled old man who has no idea where he is or what he's doing. And the real person who's pulling the strings, Barack Obama and Susan Rice, are hiding in the shadows like rats, like swamp rat Dr. Fauci. So go broke, go woke, go broke. And I will take the embarrassment that you guys bring to this country to watch you lose. I hope not a single one of them win a medal. I hope they come home disgraced. What are they going to do? Call Tokyo racist? I'm going to call the judges racist? They're going to call the referees racist? Might as well. Might call a rock racist for crying out loud nowadays. They called God racist for the lightning bolt that hit the George Floyd mural. Oh, God's racist now. Nobody cares. Shut up. Shut But speaking of COVID, which is blame on everything, let's go back to COVID for a minute, um, and then we'll take a quick break. But but this COVID ridiculous. They are blaming this new pandemic spread on the unvaccinated. So they're saying, well, it's because of the people that didn't get vaccinated. Why this is why this is mutating and spreading again. It's mutating and spreading again. Oh, I got a lot to talk about on that. So let's just take a quick quick break for a minute. Fill our coffees up, and we'll come back with more about the vaxxed versus the unvaxxed. With your special guest, Tony, the rat face Fauci. We'll set him right here because he's coming up right after this. <laughs> oh, grab your coffees, folks. Fill them up. Again, I told you when we take these little uh, TV breaks, I'm going to go to social media most of the time and talk to you guys. Um, vegetarian says, what the <laughs> WTH? God is racist? Yeah. Yeah, BLM is actually saying that now. Um, Tracy says, Jeremy, look into Ron Klain. He's pulling the strings um, about Obama. I will do that. Thank you very much. Don says, I am done with Amazon, Netflix, Coke, etc. Good. Hit them where it hurts, right in their pockets. We've got about 6,700 people watching on Rumble right now. That is great. Thank you all very much for being force multipliers. Khaki says, Jeremy's on fire today. Well, when that's what happens when you got three days off and you're about four cups of coffee deep. That's what happens. The women's NBA isn't going woke, so root for them. Marie Thomas. Well, they all did stand up. I will give them that. They did stand up. Didn't win any medal, but did stand up and held their arms together locked like this. So I don't know if that's for America or against America, but at least they didn't kneel or turn their backs. I will give them that. The White House is a COVID spreader. They are a super spreader. You are right about that. They are spreading it to everybody. 
RMA Apparel is in the building. It says, don't forget about the new items available today. Ooh. And uh, sing happy birthday to Jen. Oh, it's Jen's birthday? Jen JL Jazz? All right, let's do it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jen or Jennifer. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. God bless you, girl. I hope you have a great birthday with your friends and your family. And let's go over to YouTube real quick before we get back to vaxxed versus unvaxxed. Um, um, Mark, you are right. He's going to get away with it. I don't know what he's talking about. And D, uh, Elizabeth Chuckleyberries says happy birthday to Jen. Everybody should wish Jen a happy birthday. And let's see here. One more. But they changed their minds to not take heat. Still avoid them. Hey, I don't think that they're for America either. I really don't. I don't think that any actual team outside of women's softball is actually there for America. It's pretty sad. There's some individuals that are, but as far as team sports, it seems like they're all going the woke, uh, the path of the woke. So anyway, all right. Back here on Live from America, folks, we were talking about the vaxxed versus the unvaxxed and the excuse of locking everybody down because the unvaxxed. But here's my problem with that. They are saying that the Delta variant is mutating because of the unvaxxed people out there. Let's stop and think about that with a, a level head for a minute, a logical, common sense thinking, okay? How is it possible for... There to be a Delta variant pandemic amongst the unvaccinated, but not the vaccinated. Wouldn't the unvaccinated just get regular COVID? Oh, excuse me there. Wouldn't the unvaccinated just get regular COVID? Why would the, why would the virus need or feel a need to mutate to infect the people who are unvaxxed and who've never been infected before? How much sense does that make? It makes more logical and common sense, and I'm not a virologist, but it makes sense that a, for a virus to mutate, you would have had to make yourself somewhat of a percentage uh, immune to the original virus, right? Because those people who make themselves somewhat immune to the original virus, then the virus would mutate in order to reinfect or infect them because of the vaccination that they got that was supposedly supposed to keep them free from getting COVID. Why would the, vac why would the virus feel a need to mutate to infect the unvaccinated people who have never had COVID and who are supposedly susceptible to getting COVID? Doesn't make much sense, does it? Kind of stupid when you really think about it, right? But anyway... Let's play a video from <laughs> King Swamp Rat himself, Tony, the Rat Face Fauci, on with Jake Tapper this weekend, talking about how he is in conversation, or he's in, he's having conversations, and he is involved on whether or not to mask you again. Here we go. Master Swamp Rat himself, Tony Fauci. Um. We only have a little time left. I want to ask you, sources are telling CNN the top health officials are weighing whether to revise mask guidelines for vaccinated Americans. Are you part of those conversations? And if so, what are you advising? Do you think masks yeah. should be brought back for vaccinated Americans? 
You know, Jake, this is under active consideration. If you're asking, am I part of, am I part of the discussion? Yes, I am part of the discussion. But I think what you are seeing, even though as of our conversation at this moment, the CDC still says and recommends that if you are vaccinated fully, that you do not need to wear a mask indoors. First of all, we know that masks don't work. It even says it on the box. We've been saying that for 18 months, dummy. But if you look at what's going on locally in the trenches, in places like L.A. County, the local officials have the discretion and the CDC agrees with that ability and discretion capability to say, you know, you're in a situation where we're having a lot of dynamics of infection. So even if you are vaccinated, you should wear a mask. That's a local decision that's not incompatible with the CDC's overall recommendations that give a lot of discretion to the locals. And we're seeing that in L.A., we're seeing it in Chicago, we're seeing that in New Orleans, because the officials there, many of them are saying, even if you're vaccinated, it's prudent to wear a mask indoors. So that's a local decision. All right, Dr. Fauci, thank you so much for your time today. And it doesn't get more local than my house. And in my house, not only will we serve the Lord, we will also not mask up, and I will not make my children ever wear a mask again. Ever. You will never put a face diaper on my face, my wife's face, or anyone in my children's face ever again. And guess what else you will never do? You will never put that experimental Fauci drug in our bodies. Ever. I will die on that hill. 1,000%. And if I will die on that hill, imagine how many other millions of Americans, and not only Americans... But people all over the world will die on that exact same hill. I don't care if you're in, you're in conversations with anybody. Well, we're in conversations right now to see if it's we're going to do that. I don't care. You think I care? You can talk until your Fauci face turns blue and you pass out from exhaustion. It doesn't matter. To quote... Dwayne The Rock Johnson back in his WWF days. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter how many times you have a conversation with somebody or how many times you cry or try to fight back against somebody who puts you in your place like Rand Paul. We're not masking up. You can lock down all you want. You can get businesses to be brainwashed and lock down all you want. There's another place that will take our money. If we have to go to farms themselves and pay them cash, we will make sure we do that. If we don't ever get to travel to any other vacation destination in the world, guess what? We will do that. Or we won't do that. People are not going with it anymore, Fauci. You're nothing but a bunch of liberal idiots, period. And we're done with your fear-mongering. And I guarantee you that this entire lockdown mask thing will never happen again. Why? Did you see France this weekend? Did you see uh, Great Britain this weekend? Did you see Australia this weekend? Did you see Greece this weekend? Guess what none of those people have that we have? The Second Amendment. Now, France is very, very, very slow to anger. The people of France are very, very slow to anger. But when they get angry... They do what you've seen them do this weekend. And not only were the people of France gathering by the tens of thousands to say, nope, not happening again. The, the police, the authorities of France were taking off their helmets and putting them on the ground and taking their little batons and putting them on the ground. They're even siding with the people 
who say enough is enough, no more lockdowns, you're not forcing these vaccines, and we're not wearing masks anymore. The people of England did the same thing. There was 250,000 people in the streets of Australia. But guess what? None of those people have the Second Amendment because their right to own a firearm was taken away from them a long time ago. Again, the people of America are also slow to anger these days. They didn't used to be in the past. They had a little thing called a backbone back in the day. That backbone still exists. And, you're, and we're very slow to anger. The difference between those countries and us is not only the First Amendment, but the Second Amendment. And this country and that country and Australia and France and England, all of them, were done. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. And you know that global Great Reset that they're talking about? I agree. There's going to be a global Great Reset that happens. But it isn't going to be at the... Um, on the timing or the direction of the, of the governments of the world, it's going to be from the people of the world. You're going to see a great reset. And what I mean by that is people taking back the freedoms that all of these totalitarian governments and all of these countries have taken from the people for centuries. We are going to see a biblical event, and that is people taking back their God-given freedoms that were given to them at the time of their birth. And I am so happy to see hundreds of thousands of people all over the world wake up to this lie and to this crap. And I cannot wait until these people are put in jail or, or, or given justice another way. I cannot wait for that day. Will I gloat? No. Will I smile? Yes. Will I pray for them? A thousand percent. But the people of this country and many other countries are done. Don't believe me? Watch how it all unfolds in the next few months. Watch how it all unfolds. Somebody asked me, do you think we're heading for another um, civil war? I think maybe we the, the makings of it are there. But it won't be a civil war like we've seen in this country when we had the civil war. It won't be that kind of a civil war. It'll be a very different civil war. It'll be a very different one. Hopefully less bloody, right? We live in a w different world, folks. The makings of it are there. Will we see it like we saw it before? I doubt it. But we don't have to see it. We don't have to have it like we had it before. That was, that was what the times called for then, and it was a very primitive way of fighting. There's a very different way of fighting. Now, but if it goes there, I, I hope it doesn't. I hope and pray that it never goes there. I hope and pray that the people of this country and many other countries can take back their freedoms without having it get there. That's what I pray for. And now, folks, let's give a Smarty Award to our very own patriot, God-loving patriot, and a fellow colleague of mine, Ben Berkwam. Because Ben Berkwam had a segment at Freedom Fest this last weekend with a sheriff that I think you're all going to want to hear. I didn't even know this. I had no idea that what you're about to hear from Ben Berkwam was actually true. I did not know how much power a sheriff actually had in this country. Well, folks, this next segment, courtesy of Ben Berkwam and Real America's Voice News, happened at Freedom Fest this last weekend. And wait until you hear this. The constitutionality of the authority of the sheriffs. So talk about that to me real quick for the people that don't understand. And that's really the, the crux of everything that you do. It is. And you say the right word. You said people. Because we the people bestow all power in this country. That's what politicians, especially corrupt politicians, most people across the country don't get it. We the people 
first three words of the Constitution, yep. we are in charge of this government, and we bestow and we delegate all power to our public officials. That's why the sheriff is so powerful, because the sheriff is the only appointed by the people, in other words, elected by the people, for the people. He's the only uh, law enforcement officer in this entire country that reports directly and only to the people. Does everybody get that? The sheriff has no other supervisor. He has no other boss, no other person above him. Not the president, not Congress, not the county commissioners, not the county attorney. He answers only to the people who appointed him. And every four years they review if they want to keep him. And and to that point and, and that power, when does the sheriff have the constitutional authority to tell the federal government, no, I will not follow this law? And in particular, we're seeing that now with the COVID lockdowns and all of this uh, mask mandates and now vaccine uh, passports and all of this door-to-door. -door. Talk to me about what, what sheriffs can do right now and when does that authority to say no kick in? Uh, every second. Uh, they always have the authority. Uh, they don't always have to use it because there's not always, there's not an abuse every day and some counties hardly ever experience it. Uh, so some sheriffs never really had to do anything, but they always have to be ready because they can exercise that authority at any given moment. And that's when the federal government or state or any other uh, body, government body goes outside their constitutional authority. Exactly. The constitutionality. So there you go, folks. Now, Here's the thing. I knew that the sheriff was the only elected by the people law enforcement officer in the country. I knew that. I knew that the sheriff um, answers directly to the people who elected him. I knew that. However, I did not really know that the sheriff had as much power as the sheriff has. And that the sheriff has nobody above him except for the people. I did not know that. So, ladies and gentlemen, when we were talking about, back when I went to, if you remember me going to uh, the Capitol building on January 6th, you remember that we were talking about a citizen grand jury. And that's legal. It's 100% legal to have a citizen grand jury, a jury of 12 peers, to come together, to show evidence, to file charges if, ha if they have to, and to force an arrest warrant by a sheriff on any political official in this country, as long as you're in that county, of where, where the sheriff resides, and that you could try and char, uh, charge and try um, anybody with an with a uh, with a um, a grand jury, and you can you don't even need to be. Now we talked about this back in January. It didn't go anywhere because the people that were doing it really kind of let it go and didn't take it any further. I was supposed to be a part of it. They didn't really take it any further. They should have. So I knew that the the power of the sheriff was 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 a lot. I didn't know. Until I saw that footage from Ben and that sheriff, that it was as as uh, as infinite as it was, and uh, the sheriff only answers to the people. So we need to get not only our district attorneys in each state on board with trying to file some kind of charges against Biden for illegally allowing people to come into this country with COVID and turning away real refugees and the other thousands of laws that they're breaking. We need to not only get the district attorneys on board with this stuff, but we need to get sheriffs on board with this stuff. And then the people can really truly start learning how to take the power back from the federal government. So a big shout out to Ben Berkwam at Freedom Fest for getting that out there. Uh, Mommy says, I don't see a sheriff doing that. They'll be too afraid of the mob. I agree, but there are some out there who are not afraid 
of the mob. Remember Joe, Sheriff Joe Arpiro? Remember how the left came at him? Remember how they shut him down everywhere on social media and everything? Because they knew he had the power. They knew he had the power and that he was not going to be afraid of them. So, again, the more, the more we know, the better off we are. The more we, are, the, the more we know, the better off we are. All right, moving from that to our last, well, kind of our second to last uh, story of the day. Let's give the second Dumb Dumb Award to Arizona State Senator and will be soon failed Secretary of State candidate Michelle Ugenti of Arizona, ladies and gentlemen. And that's going in the rhino bucket because that's exactly what she is. If you have not seen this video... Well, you're about to be happy because this is Michelle Ugenti. She is the state senator from Arizona. One of the state senators there who voted against having any kind of election integrity reform in Arizona. She's not only a state senator, but she's also running for the Secretary of State against Katie Hobbs in Arizona. She spoke at Turning Points USA, and you've probably all seen this, but I'm going to play it again. She got booed off the stage. She got booed off the stage, and not only got booed off the stage, but then what she did after was even more despicable, I think, than not even voting for election integrity. But this is State Senator of Arizona, Michelle Ugenti, getting booed off stage at Turning Points. And watch how defensive and mad she gets. When she walks off the stage, you can see all the people in the crowd stand up and start cheering that they booed her off the stage successfully. First of all, did you see how arrogant she was to say, why don't you listen to what I have to say? I can tell you why, because... Nobody cares. Okay? That's why nobody's listening to what you have to say. Then, how arrogant of her to say, I'm running for Secretary of State and I will win the primary. No, no you won't. Especially not now that the world knows who you are. Especially not now that the world knows who you are and what you did. Okay? You are trash. You do not belong in our government in Arizona. When I mean our, I mean conservative government. You don't belong in it. You don't, belo- you don't represent the people of Arizona. You are a rhino. And if I have anything to say about it, and I don't even live in Arizona, you will not win that primary. But what she did after was more despicable, ladies and gentlemen. What she did after was she got a reporter for the Gateway Pundit who tried to be bold and say, how does it feel to be booed off the stage? Why didn't you vote for election integrity? Why do you think that you're going to get the vote of the people that just booed you off the stage? Are you here to try to somehow get President Trump's endorsement? Because he's not going to endorse you. She then got him arrested, folks. Got him arrested for harassing her. Now he was let go not too long after that. He was, he was walked out, handcuffed, and put him back in a car. But she got him arrested for his First Amendment right to ask questions as a journalist. That, to me, is fascism. That, to me, is worse 
than her not voting for election integrity. Getting somebody on the on, uh, from a conservative platform who pretty much is everybody there at the Turning Point USA, you got him arrested. So we're going to call her on, on we're going to call her office tonight on the 5 p.m. show because it'll only be 2 p.m. there. We're going to call to her office and we're going to let her know exactly what we think about her cheating, lying, no good, rhino, rear end. How about that? That makes me happy. Does that make you happy? Woo-hoo! She's going to get it, folks. She's going to get it. And now, folks, I would like to bring some attention to somebody who I never thought that we would bring attention to. Never thought that we'd bring attention to this young man in this way. I don't know if you've seen it or if you knew. If you do know, let me bring you up to speed real quick before we end the show. Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. One of the biggest singers, performers, names in the world for the last 10, 12 years. Okay? We watched Justin grow up. We watched him get into trouble. We watched him do stupid things. We watched him be part of Hollywood. We watched him do all the dumb things that a young kid would do with money uh, and, 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 and attention. What I never thought would happen would be somebody on this level, somebody with this big of a name, not only go to Christ, find a path to Christ, have a journey with Jesus, but then use his platform to push it out there. Now, I've seen Chris Pratt do this at the Nickelodeon Awards. I never thought that I would see Justin Bieber do this. Justin Bieber had a concert in the last few days. And towards the end of the concert, he went full on Jesus. And it was a wonderful, wonderful thing to see. I'm going to show you some video footage of it. Not only did he put the cross up on the, on, on the, uh, the jumbotron and on the screens on the side of the stage, but he also gave a testimony, cried, and then, ladies and gentlemen, had a very, very, very famous Christian band come out and sing the song Amen, and he sang it with them with his hands in the air, and it made me cry. It made me cry because I knew what kind of heat he was going to take for this. I knew what this was going to mean for his flesh and his, and his attention and his money and, his, and, and, and the people that loved him on this planet. But I also knew what this kind of a platform would do to bring more people to God. Wait till you see this, folks. Wait till you see this. I'm going to show you a series of three different videos. Watch this. And some of you, I don't know, um, you might not be used to this kind of atmosphere, but what you're feeling right now is the presence of God. Woo! Tell him, Justin. Feeling the presence of God. And he doesn't, he doesn't need perfect people. He just wants to use average, ordinary, broken people like us. Tired of religion. Tired of religion. I'm tired of division. Tired of division. Starts to cry. Oh, powerful. I just want to know what it looks like to love people, you know. Amen. I want to know that Jesus who goes to where the broken people. People in the crowd holding their hands up. Oh. Everyone's got it together, you know? We do got a hope. 
His name is Jesus. <laughs> we do got a home, and his name is Jesus. Now, for those who can't see this, who are watching on YouTube and Roku, you'll be able to watch the the, the recorded version on Roku later. But everybody in the crowd, not everybody, but a lot of the crowd had their hands up like this. Waiting to receive the word of Jesus. Waiting to receive the gospel. Yes, this is Justin Bieber, ladies and gentlemen, putting Jesus on full display at his concert. Again, never would have thought that we would see this. But here, I'm going br to bring up another video for you guys. And this is, uh, this is showing more of what happened. And then the Christian band that comes out and sings afterwards. It's truly incredible. Truly, truly incredible. He doesn't need perfect people, he just wants to use everyday, average, ordinary, broken people like you and me, he says. Now watch this. Don't see this every day. Amen. Amen. Woo! Look at everybody. You don't see this every day. Now, folks, what I want to talk about real quick before we end the show is there's a lot of Christians out there throwing hate towards Justin for doing what he did. And not because they hate the message that he... And I saw it. I saw the hate on Instagram, TikTok. I saw it ever since the concert. And I couldn't believe what I was seeing. A lot of Christians out there who are bashing him, saying he's doing it for publicity. He's doing it for this. He's doing it for that. He didn't say the right words. He could have said this. He should have said that. If he would have done this. If he would have done that. Folks, remember, when we come to Jesus in the Spirit for the first time, we are babies. We are babies. We are infants in the Word of Christ. And we need our teachers who brought us there, who helped bring us there, and who we go to for advice. We need them to bring us through our infancy in Christ. We need them to teach us. And we're not going to know everything at the beginning. We're not going to know everything at the end of this fleshly life. So to see the people bash him like they did, I felt so bad for him. But I knew if he was true in his faith and he was true in Jesus Christ, then he would look at that and blush, brush it right off. Heels Gal says he didn't need the publicity. He already had that exactly, 100,000%. The fact that he even went out on a limb to do this shows me the great, great courage that this young man had. And I was very, very glad that he did this. Was he, is he wrong on things sometimes? Yeah, I'm sure he was. I'm sure I'm wrong on things too. But we are infants and we grow. And we grow in our faith in Christ. We grow in our knowledge and our wisdom and courage of Christ. So don't bash somebody for doing it. If there's something that you see that he did wrong, reach out to that person. Him or her, whoever it is. Not them or they because they don't exist. It's him or her. Reach out to that person and help them. Okay? Don't bash him. Don't try to divide him from the word of God. Don't try to divide him from the gospel. Amen.
Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for Live from America today on the first, first version of Live from America. we got another one coming up at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. But I want to thank you very much for joining in. It's been a long weekend. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back in the saddle again. And I can't wait to do the second show of the day. But I want to tell you before you go, there are right ways and there are wrong ways. But there is only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Please share the video, get it out there, spread the gospel, spread the word, and I'll see you tonight for more Live from America, right here, in the Live Free or Die State of New Hampshire. Remember to visit JeremyHarrell.com, sign up for the newsletter, request a Bible, listen to music, sign up to be a monthly donor, do whatever you want, but there's a lot to go to, to see on JeremyHarrell.com. I'll see you guys later, have a great day, and God bless you. Free.